It is the Matt Mosley Show with uh, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark. And uh, Brett, it's so much fun to, to have you on, to see all this activity. Uh, it makes me tired to watch you and Bob as you make your way from arena to arena. Today we're doing this interview from Municipal Auditorium. And this will be the last year for the women to be over here. It's a historic uh, auditorium, but I think it was time. Maybe the thought was that the women should be at the the main arena and get everybody sort of more on an even playing field. A hundred percent. I mean that pre that predated me that decision. Yeah. But obviously a great one. Um, I'm gaining great appreciation uh, for for this building, um, but obviously I think uh, a more modern and contemporary building um, is a pro- very appropriate. Uh, for our women's basketball program. I know they're excited, the coaches. I've been meeting with the coaches prior to every game here, and as much as they love their experience here, they're mm-hmm. excited about uh, going to T-Mobile. And, you know, from a conference perspective, it gives us uh, two weeks here mm-hmm. know, where we own the city. You know, the women will go first, and that'll transition us into the men's tournament. So very excited about next year. and. On a personal level, very excited about being here in Kansas City for the first time. I'm still a rookie commissioner, seven months in, Mm -hmm. experiencing this for the first time. And I heard a lot of great things about Kansas City, how they welcome us and really embrace the conference. It's a basketball market. And um, certainly I feel that since I've been here the last couple of days. The burn-ins, I mean, have you experienced that? In Kansas City yet, or are you kind of easing into this? No, no. The, the what? Now? The burnt ends brisket. Oh, like, the that's brisket. kind of their well, delicacy listen. here. Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> I, I know brisket. I hadn't. I wasn't familiar with that that yeah. phrase. But I love brisket. Haven't had a chance to eat dinner yet. I've been spending every evening at the at the arena. I mean, you so have to eat at some well, point, Commissioner. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, I'm very light about eating. And in fact, you know, T-Mobile's tell. Tell, yeah. been very kind to give me a nice turkey sandwich at night. But uh, I'm going to venture out this weekend <laughs> okay. and hopefully find some bur- b- barbecue because I hear it's great here in town. Did you have anything to do with the lyrics of the new anthem uh, with the um, the song No Nights Off? No I mean, nights did you off. get did well, you get like full approval on that, you know, to, to get to hear all that and, and, and sign off on it? Well, we have a CMO. Uh, at the conference. Uh-huh. First time in 27 years we have someone overseeing our marketing and branding and social media areas. Um, Tyrell is his name. Tyrell and I have worked together for, uh, for many years and he recently came from Detroit where he was uh, running marketing for the Detroit Pistons. And, you know, obviously as we're trying to contemporize and modernize the conference, connect um, sport and culture, we felt creating a new anthem um, you know, for our fans, for the student athletes, would be very impactful. So, um, an up-and-coming artist out of uh, Detroit worked with Tyrell, mm-hmm. and they presented it to me recently. I loved it. Um, there's a version for for the men and a version for the women's mm-hmm. tournament, and uh, we're playing it prior to each game's tip. And um, I, I think people are gravitating to it. I love it. In fact, can you do a couple of bars or? Well, I mean, I can't do any bars, but I will tell you that the name No Nights Off yeah. doesn't just speak to basketball. Obviously, it's been a great basketball season, the parody both in men's and women's, and there is no night off uh, for any team or, or our student-athletes. But it really speaks to the DNA of this conference, you know, the gritty nature of the conference, mm-hmm. where we're going, hard work, our commitment and passion to serve our great member institutions. So the, the meaning behind the anthem goes well beyond basketball. It's really an indicator uh, of where we're going as a conference. No nights off. Mm-hmm. Well, it is catchy. Talking to Brett Yormark on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Bill Self's health scare 
sort of took over and became a prevailing story and we're so glad to hear that it was you know from doctors that it was not a heart attack and that he's he's doing okay how did that when were you tipped off to that that that's that's an interesting thing obviously on the most you know prominent coach and the most the winningest coach probably in America, uh, to have that happen right, you know, hours before their game. That's a, a, a very unusual set of circumstances. I, I heard about it uh, when, mostly, when most others did. Um, I was reassured that he was in good hands and, and making progress. Um, you know, my, my, my best wishes go out to Bill and his, and his family. Uh, Coach Self and I have become pretty close friends. We text each other a lot. He's been a big supporter of mine. So I look forward to seeing him back on the sidelines real soon. All right. Are you, given kind of the current events, getting early to the market on the media rights deal, is it just it feels better even maybe than it happened, knowing sort of what has happened afterwards? I know you were looking for that stability and to get something in place. Now that we've seen kind of how things are playing out in other areas, how does, how does that hit you now? Um, well, when I first took this job in, in, in August, but I was introduced to the media in July, one of the things I was focused on was the TV deal. I made it very clear at that point in time, and I just felt that, you know, given some of my relationships at Fox and ESPN, if there was an opportunity for us to go early, stabilize the conference, uh, gain some clarity uh, with our multimedia rights deal, that that would be in the best interest of the conference. Obviously, we needed to get a number that we felt was appropriate and, in, and reflective of the value we bring. But uh, I'm just thrilled now, looking back, that we did it. Um, it was a collective decision, you know, of our key stakeholders and myself. And when you think about where we are today and, and the markets and where some of the media companies are today versus maybe even four months ago, seven months ago, it makes that decision even that much better. Uh, that we were able to double down with two of the biggest me media companies in the world, uh, two media companies that obviously support collegiate athletics, um, companies that are going to glamorize and elevate and amplify our conference, um, critically important, and the first step um, towards reimagining and reinventing this conference. I had three major goals coming out of the gate. One was to get that TV deal done and, and get the right TV deal, deal done. Two was to resolve the Oklahoma and Texas issue uh, where it was a win-win for everyone and we, and we felt the result surely was. And then thirdly, how do we further explore expansion? If there's an opportunity out there mm -hmm. for us to get stronger, get more national, expand our geographic footprint. We've done two of the three pretty quickly uh, in seven months. And um, now we're just, you know, vetting out the possibilities when it comes to expansion. But um, the getting that TV deal was a trigger for a lot of the things that we mm -hmm. want to do. And I'm just thrilled that we ended up in a great place. And the expansion, there are daily stories that come out with that. I'm sure you see some of those and go, okay, that's, that's an interesting report. You guys have become more and more attractive because of the stability that you've that you've brought um where where is that going is there any sort of timetable there really seems to be obviously with the other conference with the pac-12 a sense of urgency get a deal done get a deal done it hasn't happened yet like where are you with sort of that timetable are you just kind of open i mean because you've been very yeah. aggressive in a lot of areas no, I'm, so yeah I'm, I'm, listen I, i'm aggressive um, my goal here is to make this conference as strong as it it can be obviously um, and, you know, as it relates to expansion, I love the composition of our conference today. In fact, you know, I love the continuing aid. I love the new four that are coming in in July. 
Um, so the new Big 12, as I like to call it, um, I feel great about. But if there's an opportunity to expand beyond that, to grow, um, and you know, to, to do something that's truly additive, we're going to explore it. Uh, that's my responsibility as commissioner. Is there a timeline? No, there's no timeline. But, the, but we're, we're open to all the possibilities. We're exploring those possibilities, and we'll see what happens. Have you noticed the coaches, like the basketball coaches, are echoing you already? I mean, I thought that was interesting because I think they feel aggressive too. And I think it was Bill Self the other day who was saying, hey, Arizona's who you know we'd like to get, obviously, for basketball purposes. Other coaches were, were saying, yeah. yeah, we need to do this. That, that hasn't always been the case. I, I heard that, and candidly, I was pleased by it. I mean, this conference mm-hmm. is a conference that's been on its heels for years. And I think now we're... We're, we're being aggressive but humble. Um, we're being bold but thoughtful at the same time. And I think our coaches are looking at it in a similar way. And they feel they can speak out and discuss things, whether it's expansion or, or other things that affect the conference. And they feel good about it. And uh, so, so I, I welcome their input, whether it's public or private. And um, you know what I read yesterday, I, I, was, I was very comfortable with. Are you a Twitter guy or like when stuff breaks and so-and-so says somebody was talking to the, the Big 12? Does, does Bob bring you some of that or well, how do you? Well, well, yes. Yeah, so, so we have a social media department. Bob's very active in that area. And, you know, we, we, we often look at and they help provide me with information and chatter in, on social media um, that involves the conference. So... If the question is, am I well-informed on what's trending in no, social yeah. media, the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, I think you know, having that information um, and being well-informed is critically yeah. important for my job, and they do that for me. Well, I mean, there's a real pro Pac-12 uh, group that you did a podcast with recently, and it was really good because it was, you know, they've obviously kind of had an angle. But it, all of this is really interesting, and it brings a lot of attention, but it has to be interesting kind of when you're in the middle of it and there's this storm. I guess the upside is people are constantly right now talking about the conference. Well, I there's love, no real I, downside to no, that. I, I, listen, news is, in my mind, uh, all news is good news. You know, if people are talking about you. And uh, they had been. I think people are talking more about the Big 12 now than ever before. Obviously, we when, when people... Uh, speak about us. I want it to be positive and for all the right reasons. And, you know, I enjoyed that podcast and mm-hmm. it was the first time I had an opportunity to do it with those guys. And obviously, you know, they're in Pac-12 country and, yeah. and have an affinity to that conference. But, you know, they were very fair and I enjoyed it. And hopefully they'll invite me back again. All right. Uh, you know, I cover Baylor and I was just kind of curious. Uh, President Livingstone was on the search committee and was very involved in, in bringing you to the conference. Mac Rhodes, I saw you guys talking you know, just the other night, and I know you know you've gotten to know all your your ads and presidents really well. But Baylor specifically, uh, how have they been as, as resources, sounding boards for you, kind of getting up to speed and hitting the ground running? Fantastic, over the- fantastic. I mean, I the the whole conference has been so welcoming, the ad community, the the board. You know, what I found is that early on, even during the interview process, that there was a like-mindedness amongst the, the presidents and the ADs. They had a clear you know, idea of the direction they wanted to go in as a conference. Uh, I over-communicate to both. Um, you know, in fact, we had an AD meeting while we were here in Kansas City. Uh, I've been meeting with our presidents. Linda and I met earlier in the week. So uh, they've been fantastically supportive, very available to me. 
Uh, they provide you know the, the guidance and support that I need in order to do my job. Um, but and at the same time, it's a relatively new part of the industry for me. And um, you, you know I, I ask a lot of questions. And I lean on them for guidance, and, and you know they, they've been there to give it, so it's, it's been great. You went to a basketball school, Indiana, a great basketball school at that, but football you know, wasn't really on the forefront there, so this has probably been interesting. And on the tours you've been, what was that like going to the, the different um, stadiums, the atmospheres? And I mean, this year, I mean, the timing's been great because oh, TCU yes. had such yes. an incredible run. Basketball seems yeah. like... In the, at least in the national title game, or winning it on an annual basis. It's it, the the visits to the campus have been great. You know, they, as you said, it started off with a listening learning tour for the first couple of weeks, so I could get on campus, uh, meet with head coaches, uh, key stakeholders, all the different governance groups, and and just take it all in. Um, and and it was a great learning experience for sure because even though I grew up in the Northeast and. You know, there's a our State University of Rutgers is there. I didn't necessarily think of Rutgers as a big time um, sports uh, program, um, but going to the schools and visiting them not only in August but now for football weekends and basketball games, you know, just the enormity of of the roles that ADs play, the enormity of the investments that are being made in student athletes, the infrastructure, um, the great facilities that are on campus in so many of these markets. The football team or the basketball team that is almost mm. like the professional team because they don't share a voice in the market like i did in new york where there's schools and there's pro teams so everything kind of centers around those moments from the community to the student athletes so um i really enjoyed it i love seeing the passion level of fandom in, in each of the markets that we're in and um i'm just thrilled to be a part of it what about like baylor tcu oklahoma state somebody's going to have to kind of replace the brands that are leaving that took up a ton of airspace in this conference. Are you already seeing people take, I mean, obviously we saw what TCU did in football. These are smaller. We've got a lot of emerging brands. Okay. And um, that's one of the reasons why being partnered with ESPN and Fox is is so critically important because there's no one better in the business to help glamorize and elevate and amplify the profile, not only of our conference, but of our member institutions. And when I think about a Baylor and a and a TCU, they're on the cusp of truly becoming national brands, as many of our member institutions are. Um, so I, there, there's no, I mean, listen, we wish Oklahoma and Texas really well, but um, we, we've got great brands. I've said mm-hmm. that since day one. We're not about just two schools. We're not defined by any two schools. We've got great depth in this conference across the board. We've got great brands, and I'm excited about our future. All right, and the, the, the thing about the four time zones, circling back a little bit to that, I've heard you say you want it to be viewed as a national conference. Why is that? Why is that fourth time zone, you know, that important to you? Obviously, you said you'll move forward. If this doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But well, why into, is that such a goal? Well, I mean, listen, I want to be national. Um, we're going to build a brand that's truly recognized nationally, and we got to take our content nationally. And, um, you know, being in four different time zones where people can experience us um, in all the right ways, uh, whether eventually it's, it's, it's in person for live events or watching us, you know, through ESPN or Fox, I think that's critically important during all different day parts. And that, to me, you know, defines us as a national conference, not just from a brand perspective, but, you know, from a geographical footprint. So for me, it's, it's criti- critically important for us to 
ultimately be national, that you know we can distribute our content um, across you know the country and all the different time zones that are appropriate, and create value for our media partners um, that want that you know late time zone uh, coming out of you know you know the Pacific area of the country. Do you like the label like disruptor? Obviously, the Big 12 seems to be in a really good spot right now. It hasn't always been. There have been pockets of time where it's just felt, everybody's felt very vulnerable. Does the, and I don't know if that's always a fair way to describe the Big 12. People think of it now, though. They're the disruptors. They're going after people. Do you kind of embrace that, or, well, or is that unfair di- to be? Dis- no, well, yeah. listen, I think disruption in a positive way is good. Um, you know, there's a... There's a couple of words that are on my whiteboard in, in my office, and and those words have been with me for many, many years. It's innovate, create, disrupt, and take risks. And every day I think about those four words, and it really helps to define the DNA, not only for me personally, but for where we want to take the conference uh, and the business. And when I think about um, disrupt disruption. I think about it in a, only a positive way. Mm. You know, how do we positively disrupt, break boundaries in all the right ways, and and taking risk is also something that we need to do. Calculated risk, but but risk, because where there's risk, there's reward, and I'm a firm believer of that. So I think about those th- four things every day. How do we innovate as a conference? How do we create as a conference? Uh, how do we disrupt in a positive way, and how do we take t- calculated risks to drive the business and create value? What's the What's the thing that surprised you most about this job? You said there were things football-wise, some things you needed to ramp up on. Obviously, you've had a professional background, pro sports. Was there anything that's really you I, thought, man, I did not know this would take that much time? No, Talking I, I to reporters? Been, I, no, no, no. I haven't been surprised by much, to be honest with you, because. I think I was pretty well informed, you know, coming here. I knew what I was signing up for. I had leaned on people that I knew in the industry for a lot of guidance. Um, I I would say that, you know, the collaboration um, in my role is critically important with our ADs, our key stakeholders, our board, and and that's been fantastic. Not that that surprised me because I've sensed that, you know, during the interview process. I think some of our early success has been a bit of a surprise. I thought it would take a little longer maybe to do a TV deal. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure where we'd end up with you know, the Texas and Oklahoma situation. I wasn't sure when expansion would potentially present itself. Um, but I'm pleasantly surprised that we've been able to set a vision and a mission and that you know, as a collective group we've been able to accomplish. You know, this Pac-12 versus Big 12 things, there's some things that are, I mean, I think the fan bases get all in it, and some of that's probably good, but I've heard you say recently that you don't, the, the two of you, you know, George Klevikov, there's no real animosity, but it's just hard for people to read this thing and you see what their ADs are saying in the back and forth and not think, man, this is just an all-out sort of battle, but it doesn't seem like that's how you view no, it at all. It's just competition. It I, I view it as competition. You know, George is a competitive guy. I'm a competitive guy. Um, I think that in the roles we play, there can be a, a substantial partnership dynamic that exists when we're thinking about what's in the best interest of collegiate athletics, 
and I meet very often with my Power Five colleagues to talk about issues that we're all facing as a collective group. And then there are the, going to be those moments when you compete. And that's the business we're in, like it or not. There needs to be you know, those moments where we can be collegial again and very partnership-like. Um, but then there needs to be those moments where we can compete. And when I look back on my professional background, that's the way it was. I mean, in the NBA, there's 30 teams. And when you have those board of governor meetings and you're all at the table and you're working with the commissioner, it's all in the spirit of what's best for basketball, the sport, the NBA, and the collective group. And then when you leave that room, you're competing against free agents. You're competing for ad dollars and so on and so forth. And I kind of bring that same mindset here. Uh, I can be very close and have a wonderful partnership with my contemporaries, but at the same time, there's going to be moments when we compete. And mm -hmm. I just think that's the world we live in. In the NBA, you had to get used to things changing in a hurry, and you've seen it even recently. Kyrie, now with the Mavericks. KD with the Phoenix Suns. By the way, we have a lot of Mavericks fans. That Kyrie, when you when you saw that deal and the trade, did you immediately think, I mean, obviously he has a lot of baggage off the court. He's a brilliant he's a player. Brilliant, he's a yeah. brilliant player, and, you know, I, I've known Kyrie for a long time. I wish him well. Obviously, I'm in Dallas now, based there, so I get to read about him and, and, and see him, and I wish him and the Mavs well, and uh, him and Luka should be a, a dynamic duo. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, we're in an industry that changes often. And um, we've, all of us need to be ready to pivot and adjust. And that's what I'm trying to do in our conference. You know, based on all the change that's in front of us, you know, how do we pivot, adjust, make the most of that moment and that opportunity, and look at it as an opportunity. And, um, and that's kind of how I run our business. You and Mark Cuban, you and Mark Cuban uh, compare notes ever, both being no, Indiana guys? No, no, no. You know, Mark's been great. You know, they've, you know the Mavs have embraced me. You know, since I've been in the community. In fact, Jason Kidd and I are very dear friends, mm -hmm. and he's on my business advisory board. So I get to speak to Jason quite a bit, and we text a lot. Um, and, you know, I haven't become an all-in Mavs fan yet, uh, but I'm getting there. Well, listen, I appreciate it. I heard some on that podcast, you're talking about your blended uh, approach, you know, some advice you got about how to do family and work. And I, I listened to that, and I felt like it was like some marital help I was getting there. So I may, uh, <laughs> well, I may I follow up with no, some questions no, no. about I, that. I yeah. never want to pass along marital, marital, marital help, but I will tell you that the concept of balance has never really worked for me because there's always going to be those moments where family tips the scale or, or my professional life tips the scale. What I was told by my mentor once was if you can blend the two and you can integrate the two, um, you know, that, that's a good way to look at it. And thankfully, my career has given me the opportunity to integrate the two. In fact, you know, an example of that is my son is coming in this weekend. And he'll be enjoying, you know, t tonight's games, uh, this afternoon's games, and tomorrow. And that, to me, is, is all about blending the, the business side of my life with my family life, which is critically important. And it's working. What's his team, by the way? Your daughter goes to Indiana, my, I think I heard. My but... daughter's a senior in Indiana, and Drake is a, a freshman at University of Miami. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he, they're really he just, good in basketball right now. They are pretty good. Yeah. He gave up a nice sunny weekend in Florida, joined his dad here in Kansas City, although I love it here in Kansas City. It's a little chilly. But he said, Dad, I'm signing up for it. I love basketball, and you guys have the best conference tournament in America, so I want to be there. 
Man, his company line, the son is really, yeah, kind of buying in. He's yeah. buying in. Well, he's a, all in, in fact. Yeah, he may have a future in this business. I, I really, so. I really thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, I've been thank looking forward it. to this. Yeah, and uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Brett Yormark, the uh, commissioner of the Big 12, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I'll tell you who's going to win this tournament. We'll do that next.